Horror of the Ohio returns. This October, Madison's premier horror festival is back for two days of terror, including year two of our International Film Fest featuring original short and feature-length horror films, a special showing of the hit classic Army of Darkness, Groovy, a nightmare on Main Street, a costume prom with bar and DJ, plus trivia, costume contests, and plenty more. So face your fears and join us October 20th and 21st at the historic Ohio Theater. Tickets on sale now. Find us on Facebook at Horror at the Ohio. And welcome back to the Horror You Know podcast. I am Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Darren. And I'm Trent. And we are back tonight <laughs> in Means Manor with another homegrown true crime story. But before we get to that, we got some things to take care of here, don't we? Uh, when you say things to take care of, Wells, exactly what do you mean? I mean, adult beverages. A few orders of business we need to take care of. So what are you taking care of? We got, I don't know, you tell us. Which one do we oh. want to do first? First? What? <laughs> That's right. More than one? We have two shots this week. What? The first one is a strawberry lemonade flavored vodka named Svedka. Svedka. And we put a little ice cube in it just to water it down just in case it is fire. Like when you say Straight fire. from Mother Russia. Okay. So lemonade Mother vodka. Russia. On three, we're going to say... Wait, par- wait, wait. We're drinking oh. them out of... Oh yeah, <laughs> our warriors, the warriors, shot glasses, come out and play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you are ready for a shot, it's time to do it now. That was my warriors radio lady <laughs> voice. That was not very good. I was just trying to. <laughs> no. I, was, I was so confused. I was like, "What is he doing?" Hey there, warriors. <laughs> my smooth little smoky radio voice. We you enjoyed know? it. Okay. okay. On three, it. we're gonna say perestroika, and chow, chow them down. You ready? One, <laughs> two, oh. What's the word slower? You guys will have to look this word up. Para- Perestroika. Perestroika. Perejaka. One, two, three. Perestroika. Bossa Nova. Acapella. Uh. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. Not bad for vodka. A little, little gas on the end. Yeah, it does. A little gas. <laughs> About choked on the ice cube. It like <laughs> slid right down. And I was like, <laughs> you got little, bigger uh, things than that in your throat. What are you hey, talking about? Well, hey, hey, now. Yeah. Well, that was good. So, what else let's, we got? Let's else? pop it off. Yeah, let's uh, wash away that vodka. You all think some... we were going to do a shot of something other than Old Smoky? Because it's creamy, baby. I don't know why I keep leaning in when I'm already like loud enough. You're very there. loud over there. You need to actually quiet down. <laughs> yeah, why don't you chill out, up. bro? Sorry, this is another one of those classic cases if I haven't drank in a while. Ooh. By a while, he means since last night. 
No, I haven't. Say we just recorded two weeks ago. Once you turn this house into a house of lies. Well, now wait a minute. We had daiquiris just last weekend. Oh, Mm -hmm. you say they were alcoholic daiquiris, but they didn't seem that strong. Did you feel anything? That's the point. I only drank one. They're sneaky. Well, I had two. Are you guys ready to take these shots from our beloved sponsor that hasn't given us a dime yet? Oh, Smokey. That was weak as fuck, but thank you. Oh, forget it. Let's take them. All right, here we go. Down the hutch. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. These are much better than like the apple yeah, pie. That's better apple than pie, apple pie. tasted like apple flavored gasoline. <laughs> oh, Smokey. Can we get a creamy apple pie? Is that... Can we get a creamy cream pie, please? Like a la mode? Like American pie? <laughs> they need to do a creamy Ooh, one that's like a uh, warm apple pie with vanilla ice cream flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm. That'd be mm. good, wouldn't it? I think they need creamy strawberry shortcake. Oh. Hmm. Pretty these close are... to this. Oh, Smokey, are you listening? Do you know about do this yet? Do your hair is all smoky. All of these are not bad ideas for flavors. If only they were listening. No. No. What? One day. One day when we're dead. One sweet day. <laughs> Is this going to be a sweet day when we die? No. We're definitely talking about Old Smokey, right? <laughs> Who's dying? You Why are we of, dying? Speaking of talking about something, what's I your topic? Know, yeah, I, this this <laughs> just goes really quick. It usually does. We don't, we don't do this. Yeah. Well, we got to get our sillies out here at the beginning because... Uh, our drunkies. Our drunkies. Our drunken sillies. Yeah. So I'm back at you with uh, another homegrown true crime story. When I say homegrown, I mean a, a shoe tr- a true <laughs> crime, true crime story true that crime. happens right Trent. here, and it might be a How shoe crime. You? What are you doing? How close to home, Wells? How much personal knowledge do you have of this? It's <laughs> firsthand account, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to admit it on air tonight. You're listening to something true. My special. confession. No, this is a true crime story. Another one takes place in Indianapolis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I didn't mean to sound like that. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to say Somebody's like that. not a fan of Indianapolis. No, I'm sorry. What I meant was like, when you, the way you were describing it earlier, I thought you were talking about like within the 20-minute radius of us. I didn't know it was going to be, not that Indy's that far away, but I thought it was going to be much closer to the way you were describing yeah. it earlier. When I say homegrown, I just mean that it happened right here in our good old state of Indiana. Okay. Well, that's fine, too. That's kind of our specialty, though. We've done a lot of kind of local true crimes here in Indiana. And for the record, As we should. he hasn't told us a goddamn thing yet, so we have no idea what this is about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. Okay. True I guess it's... You better not have amnesia and this be the Baummeister dude again. <laughs> the Baummeister? Oh. <laughs> you mean the, the Baummeister? Baummeister. Yeah. Well, no, it's not that one. You all wouldn't watch anything on it anyways if I told you to. You Remember never that? asked us to. Oh, really? <laughs> Wow. You never told us that they were You guys are all real pieces of work. (laughs) He told us us like the day of. No, that's a lot. You got to watch this. I will go back to the text messages and prove you wrong, sir. (laughs) Do it later. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) We got a show to run here. We got a show to run. I still vow it wasn't me. How many of you are familiar with the old burger chain burger show? Is this the Burger Chef Murders? It is. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I, mean, I figured he'd probably know about it. Means least. is familiar. Obviously. I'm familiar with this. Yeah. 
And I grew this up. This isn't the Five Guys murders. This is the. <laughs> I, I grew up going to Burger Chef and Burger Queen. Nobody remembers those two but me. Okay, so you've actually had Burger Chef. I've actually. I'm old. Yeah, I've heard okay. of Burger Chef. Nice. Burger Chef used to be in town here, though, didn't they? There's a Burger Chef. They had here. one in Seymour. I know. And say, so I thought I heard when I was a kid that we had one, but I don't like when I was looking at the list of their chains at their peak. Like we weren't listed on there. Well, nobody's gonna put us in their list at the peak. So. Yeah. We always get like the watered down version of shit, so we probably had something like a burger cook or something like that. Burger <laughs> cook. <laughs> burger king or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. So we actually have somebody at the table who's actually had burger shit. That's cool. Yes. Was not expecting that. Ian and Trent, are you familiar with it? I've had burgers from a chef. Does that count? No. I've cooked a burger. <laughs> Does that make me a chef? A burger chef? And he kind of <laughs> talks like the chef off the Muppets. Burgy, burgy. <laughs> I mean, when burgy, you said burgy, that, burgy, I really thought of Chef from South Park. Now, children. <laughs> I uh, I have heard of Burger Chef, but no, I I don't. I mean, from it, I think it predates me a little bit. It, it definitely does. <laughs> but I've heard of it. I've heard the name. Yeah. Like I said, I forget all the time that you're actually a little bit older than us, so I wasn't expecting anybody. <laughs> he always gets to sneak that in every episode. I forget means I it's forget so ancient. How decrepit you are. No. <laughs> you ancient alien. He's already said it. Like, so it's all good. Yeah, I've had my prostate exam. Let the record show. Let the record show. Means is older than us. I just want everyone to know. Yeah. Well, he said a little bit ago when he was talking about. Let's reiterate. Means is a little older than us. Grandpa Means over here. The important part is I forget because he looks so youthful. I don't know if it's better for it's him the cocoa butter. that you keep forgetting, because when you keep forgetting, you keep bringing it up. These backhanded compliments. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Okay. Anyway. You look so yeah. youthful for a man so ancient. Because <laughs> so I wanna, see your wrinkles over here. So I want to start off with uh, telling What's everybody. That? Did you sit on your saggy balls? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Okay. So I want to start off by telling everybody about the little town of Speedway, per iron.gov. The town of Speedway is a blend of rich history, value, tradition, vibrant growth, and a strong racing spirit. The town is home to the iconic Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Okay. Indianapolis Motor Speedway is the oldest operating racetrack in the United States and is known as the greatest race course in the world. During the month of May, Indianapolis Motor Speedway hosts the largest single-day sporting event in the world, the Indianapolis 500. Largest in the world? This is per IN.gov, so... That's interesting. What do you think K? But what is that measured by? Oh, inches. What do you mean? (laughs) No, I mean like I really don't know. People, number of people. It's not the largest venue, so I know that for sure. It's probably the largest attendance. So people. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what attendance is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was asking. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so how do you? I get what you're saying now. How do you judge that? Because if the capacity is like 500. But does that count like if all the people 20, tailgating and all that if stuff? If it's 20,000, but there's another speedway that's like 50,000, but they only sell 10,000 seats, like, hmm. do they pack the house? I, I get what you were trying to do. See, I was curious about that, too, but when I looked it up, like, there's at least, I think, seven racetracks that are bigger as far as capacity goes, so I'm not exactly sure what that means, but again, that is for IN.gov, so... So do you know, do you know what the uh, two main traditions... For that track is for the winner? I know no. one. Okay. What's one? Drinking milk. Drinking milk. Really? Oh, hold on. No, the second one? Oh, no, wait, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you mean drinking milk? You drink a jar of milk. They give them a glass jar of milk and they drink it and pour it all over themselves. What Why? the hell? 
It's a tradition that started a long time ago. Because milk's delicious, and I don't care what anyone says. No, I like milk. You know what? I did read that the two guys who originally purchased that land, it was a farm they bought, so I don't know if that has something to do with it. Could be. It's probably just an Indiana thing. We're weird. Well, I mean, maybe back then they were too poor to get champagne. They were like, so I'm not, I'm not like that bucket of milk over here. Like, never have I just ever just pour this been titty like, milk all over you. Just squirt right into the mouth from the cow. We should have a race where some girl comes 100% out and squirts, Cambodian. Squirts titty milk <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you win, it's just titties. <laughs> oh my God. Like now wait a minute! You know what's going to happen, right? You're going to turn them into the the city that dreaded titties. <laughs> Ooh, nice throwback. That's that's the porn so, parody version. So I guess I'm just like thrown off by the fact that listen, for those of you out there that are like whole milk two percent skim, I've got nothing against you. I like milk. I've just never called up my boys and been like, "You got the milk?" and like met up and just start chugging fucking milk. Oh, you're missing out. I guess, which it's okay. You know so, what? If you would have made that call a lot more often in your younger day, your knees might not be cracking now at what, 37? Well, I'm almost 37. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. You old man? No <laughs> shit. My bones are decrepit. So if I called you, all right, live on air next next time we record, are we going to shotgun some milk? Oh, I would. Uh, I'm going to have that, to pass on that. I one. don't like milk Why? either. You're like lactose intolerant. Lactose intolerant, kind of. I'm lactose low tolerant, I feel like. I don't think that's how that works. I'm a big milk. Do you say lactose intolerant? Low tolerant. Low tolerant? Yeah. So you could probably shoot this much milk, right? Probably, yeah. We could do some more Lucky Charm shots. I say, I mean, I could do it. I don't even know if it's an actual thing, but I say lactose low tolerant because sometimes I can have milk and I'm just fine. Other times, sometimes he's very tolerant. Sometimes he's not so tolerant. I mean, I can eat cheese and like milk products. But I I'm can't. Not, drink I'm not milk saying Wells much. is superstitious, but he is a little stitious. <laughs> well, what's this other tradition? So the second tradition is kissing bricks. Okay. So I they have a brick finish weird. line. They get down and they kiss it. I knew that one too. No, that okay. That. I did not know either one of those. What are these weird fucking traditions in our, just, our state. Yeah. It's a tradition. While shotgunning milk. <laughs> okay. Sweet brick. No, he's just licking up the little drops of milk that he spilled From when he the, poured it on yeah. him. And you said they do these things in the wintertime? The winners. Oh, the winners. <laughs> the winter time? You gotta kiss every, the bro. Every winter, we <laughs> all head out to the racetrack with our milk. It's so, all the racers come out. But it's so out. cold. You get on your knees and kiss that milk. <laughs> My tongue will stick to it. It's too cold. Oh, Garrett. Okay, that makes winners. a lot more sense now. Let me tell you, because I'm over here thinking wintertime the whole time. Like, Why? Means has no to take another man. shot after that. Another shot. <laughs> Good. Okay. Sorry. As you were. I don't so know now that we've talked about the yes. uh, town a little bit, for the people, the, our younger listeners and people who aren't Darren Means, I'm gonna go ahead and tell <laughs> everybody a little, <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about Burger Chef the restaurant. <sighs> the re- <laughs> Why did you sigh like that? It's a sad uh, history. God, Burger Chef. You know, they started out as I do chef. wish that I could try Burger Chef. And I hear that sometimes Hardee's will bring back the uh, signature Burger Chef burger. Because it came, Hardee's came Hardee's from Burger is? Chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beans, yeah. are you also doing a shot with We'll them? talk more yeah. about that later, though. But uh, as far as Burger Chef, the restaurant was founded by brothers Donald and Frank Thomas in 1957. The Indianapolis-based restaurant would grow to be extremely popular, often being compared to the likes of McDonald's. But uh, Burger Chef, uh, (laughs) 
Burger Chef even came up with the fun meal, which was pretty much the original Happy Meal. McDonald's would launch their version sometime later. It took Burger Chef only 10 years to become the second largest burger chain, with roughly about 100 fewer locations than McDonald's. Uh, General Foods Corporation purchased the Burger Chef chain in 1968 and funded the rapid expansion. In 1972, the Burger Chef chain would peak with 1,200 locations nationwide. In 1982, after facing some financial difficulties, the burger chain was sold to Hardee's at a cost of $44 million. The last Burger Chef restaurant in Cookville, or Cookville, Tennessee, closed when its franchise agreement expired in 1996. R.I.P. Burger Chef. It's kind of sad when, if you think about it, when these restaurants close or any kind of business that starts off as a family or friend type business. And these people have all these dreams and it starts off hot and it just fucking takes a nosedive for weird reasons. You know, think of like 2020, we just went through COVID all oh, of the yeah. businesses that started maybe in 2017 or something. And then they maybe gained some stuff by 2019, 2020. It just took a nosedive. Yeah. We saw a, a lot, lot of businesses closed during that time. Sad. So 1978 was a strange year for the Indianapolis, Indiana town of Speedway. The town had less than two homicides on record. A sudden bizarre string of crimes that year left uh, residents shaken. But these crimes would pale in comparison to what four teenagers working at a burger shop would experience on November 17th, 1978. And I'll tell you all a little bit about our four victims. How old were you guys? In 1978? Oh, negative. I was around the age of not in existence. <laughs> it was uh, negative seven. Was, negative seven. Was 78? Probably negative. That was negative eight. All right. Okay. Means had just gotten his permit. So he was, uh, <laughs> Means was graduating from college. He was a professor I was, at Hanover I was five. College. He just returned from his deployment. He, uh, <laughs> Captain Did you hear him? He said I was five. He was in his fifth year. Uh, <laughs> year five. Year five, college. Four victims. Okay. Right. Hey, bring it down. Bring it yeah. down. Four victims. What year were you born again, Trent? 89. Oh, okay. I'm the, I'm the little... You're not far behind me. You're three years. The little cherub of the group. Yeah, you're the right young, there. Youngster. Cherub. Is anybody else doing a... All right. I'll just drink it from the bottle. So, <laughs> so our first victim here, uh, Jane Freet, was the assistant manager. She was 20 years old and a college student. She was part of the uh, yearbook crew. She was in choir, uh, the drama club, and she was a library assistant. I'm she sorry, was. What was her last name? Freet. Freak. Freet. F R I E D T. Freed. Freet. 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 Yeah. I was saying Freet. Freet. Yep. Freet. She <laughs> was known around town as Sweet Jane because of her bright smile and positive attitude. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sweet really? Jane. Oh my god. <laughs> She smoked a little doobage, I guarantee it. Hopefully. Girls like that are Sweet cool. Jane? Yeah. Come on now. Sweet Jane. Girl, you know we love you, Mary Jane. She started working for a burger chef when she was only 17 years old. Next up is 16-year-old Daniel Davis. He brought jokes and laughter to the team. He had a passion for photography and would often take pictures of friends and family, making them smile. He would develop film in a dark room he made himself. 
Maybe uh, dark room. That's impressive. Yeah, and the funny thing about me—I don't, not funny. That funny was the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, the thing about me throwing in the fact that he would make his uh, friends and family smile by taking their pictures. They actually made a, a memorial there in a park in Speedway, and they made four plaques for all the victims, and that's what his says. So that's why I threw that in there. Sorry. Next up is Mark Flemings. He was another 16-year-old, and he took pride in running the grill at Burger Chef. Mark came from a family of Jehovah's Witnesses, and he had six older siblings. His parents were strict and only let him work at Burger Chef because it was in walking distance from their home. Is this the Burger Chef? That's what they looked like. This is they just were, a Burger Chef? Yeah. Okay. Means is showing pictures of a they were Burger cool. Chef restaurant to everyone. Yeah. Not They're to like the classic else. McDonald's type looking restaurant. Yeah, I thought the, the McDonald's in town here was a Burger Chef at one point. That's why I asked. It might have been. I don't know. So, yeah, like I said, I, I heard that. Confused the Burger Chief. Yeah, I thought I heard that when I was a kid, but I, never I couldn't went, find any record of it. I never went to Madison when I was little. So We can we ask my dad. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, know. absolutely. Oh, I had mentioned earlier, too, that uh, Burger Chef had the fun meal, which was the original Happy Meal, and they were like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of the big things they did with that was to give away Star Wars posters with their uh, meals. Yeah, right? That is fun. McDonald's has never done that shit. A whole poster. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Means did you ever get a poster from Burger Chef? I don't remember. No. I don't remember. I remember they had suckers that had, like, instead of a stick, it had, like, a little ring. Oh, they gave you something. Like a ring too? pop? It wasn't a ring pop, oh. but it was like it was like the stick, but it was yes. it was like a rope. Oh, like you yeah. get at the dentist's office? Yeah. Doctor? Yep, I remember those suckers. And they always gave those in each one of those. I know what you're talking about. And then okay. you might have got a like a soft it's ice. Like cream. a little thin sucker. And then by the time yeah. the sucker yeah. was gone, the little stick was like a noodle. Yeah. In your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like <laughs> choking paper, hazard. Paper paper's getting in your mouth. Oh <laughs> nice. I forgot all about those. Spaghetti or Kinda, yeah. You've definitely had them too, I'm sure. What are they? Describe them again. You get them like the doctor's office or something when you're little. Yeah. They have like a little. It's got like a little white a string and the little thin sucker. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Trent was throwing me off by the fucking doodle, the air doodling <laughs> he was doing over there. The loop. He's conducting. I thought you were trying to get a Danny Elfman over there. <laughs> Speaking of conducting, I should probably conduct this episode. My last victim. <laughs> the words. Way transition. to bring us back in. <laughs> Speaking of conducting, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Everybody, shut up. Uh, I wouldn't use those words, but I won't disagree. I won't say shut the fuck up. Yeah. Last but not least, fourth victim was Ruth Ellen Shelton, and she was an all-American golden girl who had dreams of becoming a computer scientist one day. She was also involved in a few different activities at the <laughs> West Side Church of Nazarene, and she was uh, studying at what is now the University of Indianapolis. Oh. Are you guys looking at the victims? No. University of Indianapolis. Look at, look at Miss Shelton, the golden girl. All-American golden girl. I said I'm there. Did you wow. say University of Indianapolis or Indianapolis yeah. University? or Indiana No, university what is now known as the University of Indianapolis. Okay. Jensen went there for you a couple got, years. Shout out. Miss Freed, Miss Shelton, then you just got Flemings and Davis. Flemings and Davis. Not Mr. Flemings, Mr. Davis. Well, that's because that's their father's. Don't call me mister. That's my father. His, was like, his description of her was this all-American. She's like weird out. Man, I, I, wasn't I, des- I wasn't describing her physical features. What makes her what? all-American then? Someone just call her weird Al. Wow. It was me. Wow. Uh, I guess you just the fact that she was like 
sweet and she was really good in school and she didn't get oh, in any kind of trouble you. or anything like that. She was just a good girl. She looked like she would have played the flute. At band camp. Yeah, <laughs> it's one time at band camp. At approximately 12 a.m. on Friday, November 17th, 1978, an employer of the Burger Chef Ranch located in Speedway, Indiana, came by the restaurant and noticed something was off about the scene. All of the lights were still on, the door was left slightly open, and the four people on shift that day were nowhere to be found. The safe was also left open and empty. The employee immediately called for police at first glance. It was looking like the workers had stolen the money and took off since the car of 20-year-old assistant manager Jane Freed was also missing. Strangely enough, personal items such as keys, wallets, coats, and purses were all left behind. What time was this again? I'm sorry. What time? What time of day? If you said it was approximately <laughs> 12 a.m. What did he say? So midnight. Why did okay. you say it like that? <laughs> what know. time? How far you know. you gonna come at me and ask me what well, time? I, I knew you said it, but it just it totally missed me. So I just how dare you? Yeah, it was what around. Time? It was time around midnight. That's what time it is. Yeah, I don't know why I reacted like that either. What time? <laughs> well, like I said, they had left like keys and wallets and coats behind, purses, stuff like that. So initially, the uh, police did not take matters seriously. They concluded that the employees had gone off to party with the stolen cash, and it was just another case of foolish teenagers doing dumb shit. I'm sorry. Like, why is that always like the first conclusion one jumps to? What's happening? There's murder been a murder. Though? Teenagers. Yeah. But like, even if you like, say they were teenagers, who was dumb shit. Why not at least err on the side of caution? Just think for a second. Oh, maybe something bad happened here. And then if you find out they're off partying, then okay, well, that's one thing. But just to be like, ah, dumb kids. Yeah. Well, there was only two murders in the history. That's true. Of the town, yeah. which is shockingly true. low, I would think, for any town. Yeah. Really. So, I mean, town or city? Hear me out. Well, especially that close to Indianapolis. Yeah, it's right on the loop. Have you ever been to Speedway? I think I've been by, like, I've seen the Speedway. You've never been to Milk Mania? (laughs) I've never been. I'm sure it's grown a lot since then, (laughs) but at this time, like, the way I feel like it was described was like a small little country town. Probably just a little bit bigger than Madison at the time. That's what it was. But it's not, though, right? I mean, it's a suburb of the city. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. Which has probably grown since the 70s, but at the same time, they're not going to immediately think murder. Well, I'm not even saying murder. I'm just saying, like, if if there's been a murder. (laughs) I just feel like if you show up and they're all gone, you should at least entertain the possibility of something. And once again, not to dog cops, but I'm going (laughs) to dog cops. We dog cops on every episode. (laughs) Speak the truth. I mean, you what gotta, you, you got to think about every time we've told any kind of episode, the cops usually don't do a good investigation, mm-hmm. and they usually say, wait 72 hours before you say they're missing, which is not a fucking law usually. They just say that. That's police policy. You could have them, like, right then start looking for your kid. Well, yeah, I would. You don't have Absolutely. to wait. Can you look for them? No. It's yeah. not been enough every, time yet. Every, it's not been 72 every, hours that they've ran from you. They only have to wait if it's like over, if you're over 18, right? 
Every they don't cop, even have to wait. Every cop in every store we've told is fucking Chief Wiggum from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Barney. I was going to say that or Barney Fife. Like, why is there always the same there's, guy in every There's police? very few times you actually hear about a cop doing well, his due diligence. Yeah. They're probably just out partying. Nine times out of ten. That's why I could do. I carry a gun. A lot of people know me. I do mm-hmm. have a gun. Multiple guns. Yeah, Not a big room. gun nut. I but I, that shit. I actually, like, I don't think cops... Actually, do shit. They I don't. mean, I'm not trying to be mean. The whole you know, podcast does not advocate that. <laughs> they absolutely are reactionary. They don't. They don't prevent crime. Right. Crime just happens, and then they try to investigate it. And sometimes they don't do a very good job of it. Well, it's I'm like sorry. the Zodiac story I told, where the killer literally walked by two cops because somebody in dispatch fucked up the description of a large black man. Yeah. yeah, and it was not even close. They walked right by the guy that actually matched the description. Didn't even stop him, even though he's in the area. I mean, it's kind of suspicious. Somebody just gets killed, and this guy walks by. They don't stop me. Like, have you seen anything? How long have you been in the area? They don't question him at all. And their excuse is, well, he didn't fit the description. Mm-hmm. But again, like. I've never been yeah. a cop, so I don't know, but I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, if they're, I mean, I'm not trying to be them. mean or disparage their job. It's just no. they. I'm sure it is tough, but I think it's tough, and I think they get jaded sometimes after being on the force for a while, and they just they would rather think that it's a runaway uh, like, or kids being kids or whatever. Like you said, when they're not used to that either. Yeah, when they're yeah. not used to dealing with that kind of stuff, they probably and, are just going to dismiss it pretty quickly. Even when you say that, and even though it might sound mean and shitty, like it's true, like. And it's not even their fault all the time, but sometimes the simple fact is that the cops just sometimes can't do things until after it's too late. So yeah, it yeah, kind of makes yeah. them useless. That's why I'm saying they're almost game. reactionary because they're they're there to serve and protect, but at the same time, they don't protect things that they don't know is going on right. a lot of times. So it's like there's so many things that happen in the world that cops are not going to prevent yeah. at all, like not even one iota. Exactly. Even within like which stalking is, cases, which it's is like they scary, can't do anything until somebody crosses the line, which kind of sucks. Yeah, that's why I'm a, also a proponent of of cameras mm-hmm. everywhere and all that shit that people gripe about now. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's better now, you know. At least you can catch somebody that's trying to kill somebody or did kill somebody and trying to get away with it. Yeah, there's cameras everywhere now. Oh yeah, it's a lot harder. And that gets worse in the story as we go on a little bit later because, you know, once they don't take an investigation serious, it's a good chance that they're going to fuck some shit up later. So even though their conclusions weren't exactly far-fetched, like, I mean, it's not crazy to think that a bunch of teenagers might steal some money and run off and go party with it, but... True. uh, They did ignore a bunch of red flags at the scene which was really not cool. Like I said, they left a bunch of personal items behind and that should have been a huge red flag to trained professionals. And also, like I said, the door of the restaurant was left slightly open and it was the back door, which was hardly ever used. So Hmm. the employee who called the cops, I'm sure would have detailed that to him because it was weird to him immediately. So the fact that they saw all that stuff and it was just like, eh, Kids will be kids. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, if you're going out to party and stealing, what did you say, five hundred bucks? It was something like that, between five and six hundred, which is probably three thousand today money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of money to party with. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, remember, what were the hamburgers, 15, 20 cents, would you say? I thought that's what it said on the <laughs> sign in the picture you showed me. Even if it was a 50-cent hamburger, you know, I mean, five, six hundred bucks is That's a, a lot good day. <laughs> that's a good day of hamburgers. You right also got to remember you made 48 cents an hour back yeah. then, too, so. Mm. In the 70s? Yeah. Late well, 70s? Probably not 48 cents, but maybe you, probably, a, you probably made Maybe a, a dollar or something. A, a buck or two, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I made my first minimum wage job, 310. Oh, wow. God damn. Where'd you work at? Ancient. Hotel? <laughs> I think the lowest I ever made was 625. Yeah, it's like 625. Walmart. Is that you? No, nah, I'm a couple motors. Oh, fuck. I think it was still 625 when I entered the workforce as well. And then it went to 725. It was $625 an hour. Don't let him fool you. Yeah. 310. 310. Wow. Wow. That was, that was back when a, a Big wow. Mac mill was 299. But we though. really got to reiterate here. Means is so much older. I forget. He, I again, forget. He's forgotten again. since he mentioned it <laughs> earlier, twenty minutes so ago. Who, who just mentioned Hinkles? Or somebody, somebody mentioned hamburgers being a certain price. Yeah, Trent said they were forty-eight cents, wasn't it? So that's the, the thing, picture. Like, means showed me. I thought cents. it said fifteen, 15 cents, cents on it. So back in the day, like when Ian, when uh, uh, Ian and I were growing up, we lived downtown, and you could go to Hinkles and get a burger for under a dollar. Oh yeah, and That's now it's like seventy-five cents. You could get a double for like a buck something. And the like burgers were better bucks. too. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, like, well, I'm sorry. How much did you say? At least two or three. You wish for a single, maybe. Yeah. I was gonna say I think a double does what, like four or five. Yeah, it's close to six bucks for yeah, a double cheeseburger. I'm pretty sure. What? I know yeah. it's crazy. It's like five forty-five. Oh, fucking Hinkles isn't worth that much. <laughs> no, it's not. No. It's nostalgia. It's good, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like when we were growing up, we we're probably like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in the ballpark of fourteen, we're teens. And uh, we both lived downtown, and you know, at the time, you don't drive, Some so you do a lot of walking. Yeah. And uh, Hinkles was open on the weekends till four a.m. at the time. Yeah. You go there, yeah, have, it's- you go there, grab a burger. I mean, like I said, like you could grab a, a double for a buck something with cheese, home fries. You could get a double cheeseburger, home fries, and probably a drink for no more than five bucks. You'd say. So I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna once again age myself, Uh-oh. but it's gonna make it's gonna be funny. You ready? <laughs> Go ahead. So I was in Hinkle's one night, and it was after a night of partying with my friends. I was 17 years old. So what year is this? I want to say 16. We 16 years old. Uh, was 80, Truman still in office? 80, 80, <laughs> 89 hey, or 90? Well, at least born. 89 or 90, somewhere in there. And I had long hair. Drove a drove drove a Mustang. Had a leather jacket. Thought I was cool. You were cool, man. So I was coming in to uh, Hinkle's about three in the morning. Had my I like Ike button on. <laughs> he did have a cool ass Mustang, so that was. And so I'm walking in there with my buddies, and this drunk guy was sitting. It was packed too, and everybody was getting out of like Electric Lady and shit. And this guy was getting up from the bar, and he was drunk as fuck. And he was like, "Oh, man, I gotta go home to my wife." He said, "Here you go, here you go, buddy. You can have this seat." So my friend started to sit down and he turned around like face to face with me. He said, oh, if I know there was a lady present, I would have offered her the seat. I said, what the fuck did you say? Wow. <laughs> I got to fight with some drunk ankles oh my God. at like, four in the morning. <laughs> Excuse me, darling. Tip I your hat to this lady, son. I snapped was my it? compact mirror shut and I looked him in the eye. I mean, was he being serious or was he just trying to be funny? No, he was drunk. Couldn't oh. tell I was a man. Oh, my God. He had long hair. He had the, the beer goggles on. Right? You know, the same old cliche. Is that a woman or a man? Yeah, for sure. 
Didn't like all kinds of dudes have long hair back then, though. Yeah, a lot of guys did. Yeah, yeah. it's rock and roll, rock, man. Rock and roll days. Damn right. I hear rock and roll. Never forget. It ain't noise pollution either. It ain't noise pollution. I hear you could do it all night and part it's of a long way day. to the top. If you want to rock and roll. All right, so we're eventually going to so get to the let's meat wrap, of the story. Let, let's wrap this section up. We've got kids gone. Kids gone. Barney Five coming in. He's trying. Seeing, seeing the Jimmy Stewart. Sorry. Seeing all kinds of red flags. Seeing all kinds of red flags with all of their personal items there. Yeah. Approximately five or six hundred bucks missing, which is mm-hmm. like two to three grand yeah, in today's the, money. The whole safe was empty. Safe was empty. Back door open. Right. The kid said, "Hey, something's wrong here," and they're like, "Ah, they party just went yeah. out and partied." Oh, the back door was open. Yeah. And the manager's car was gone. Man- manager's car? Yeah, it was gone. Well, you know, kids All these right. days. And it's also so it's also worth noting that they are coming to these conclusions, even though at this time the police did have the knowledge that these kids, other than working together, they did not hang out together. They were like in different social clubs. Okay, so they were just working. Well, I could yeah. tell that from the pictures. Right. <laughs> so I go so, back to my original point. Even if this is like, you know, a town with no murders, how do you not at least entertain the thought or cross your mind that hey this something's not adding up here right i know cops have a tough no. job and i'm sure it's you know not as easy as we make it sound sometimes but small town police though man it's unfortunately just not used to dealing with this shit so when i was doing this research i actually like thought a lot about like man these kind of remind me of the cops in that west memphis three story just like how bad they fucked up the I'm investigation not gonna lie to you. when i was telling my story yeah. story that's who i thought of was yeah. you know yeah. what's like weird though like we i feel like our... i'm for the record i'm not a cop never been <laughs> probably never will be tell us if you were no. right? yeah you yeah. were just uh <laughs> just talk right here are you a cop? Lapel. what's that <laughs> red light on your chest <laughs> but i would think if i was a cop just just putting it out here and if I did live in a small town, which I do, mm-hmm. Trent, were you born in a small town? I still hayseed enough to say, "Hey, look who's in the big town." Uh, <laughs> I'm saying though, like I would have all this stuff. Like I would be ready for this kind of thing. Like not ready, but you know what I'm saying. Like, say, what does that mean? But no, here, okay. <laughs> but here's what I'm trying to say: if you were a cop in a big city where this was common all the time, you'd be a little more jaded to it. It would be a little more common. You wouldn't like. But if you're in a you small town, an to it because you're yeah. used to hearing but it if constantly. you're in a small town and you see all this, I would just be like, I, it would make me jump up even more. I feel like to, I don't feel like Speedway is that small of a town even back then. Well, I'm like, going by the, uh, I guess I'm going by yeah. this like yeah. I'm sure two it was, hit recorded murder number small. Like sure it's probably it was big, not small, like but, compared to Madison, but probably for like Indianapolis, it was a small town. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's that's a suburb still to the, to this day. It's like Greenwood, but smaller. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like if you're in a town where there's not a lot of crime, you would be more kind of alert, open, alert maybe to something. Ah, that's, I finally get to use my spyglass. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls it out. Kind of, but mm. not like to that. Like, I know you're trying to be a little funny, but like, kind of though. Fuck you! you know I'm, I'm funny. Uh, <laughs> I know you're trying to be funny. <laughs> you're trying to be funny. You're, you're not really that funny. Just leave it to the professionals. Just, I mean, okay. come it's on. Like, have right, you guys dude. ever seen that Martin? They're just talk about national real security. Shit. Oh yeah. You seen that movie? Of course. Where they're like, "All right, so on your belt, you've got your roll of coins. So you can call the real police." <laughs> but does anyone get what I'm saying? Kind yeah. Of a little bit? And like, I do know that nowadays, like, they'll promote like uh, teaching yourself to go through like what if scenarios. So exactly. 
This is probably like shit like this probably spawned that tr- kind of training. The seventies, man. Yeah. It's a different time. Because back then they're probably just like, oh, we'll deal with it when it, we'll cross that bridge when it gets to it, and then they get to that bridge and they're like, oh shit, what the fuck do we do? And now everything's. <laughs> this up. is every single time we tell a story, we're like. It's the 80s, man. <laughs> it's the 70s, well, you man. know, it's funny because it's like, it doesn't sound like that long ago, but the 70s was 50 50s. years ago. Mm. Why, why That's a half a century. Yeah, why do you look at memes like that when you said that? It's kind of like those memes you see where it's like, oh, such and such came out in like 2005. That was almost 20 years ago. No, it wasn't. That was like three years ago. Mm, That's kind of how it's feeling now. I thought you said 2005. He did. Did you? Yeah. It was almost 20 years ago. Or like the memes that are like, the 80s were only 20 years ago, and then you realize, no, they were like 40 years ago. No one knows what I'm talking about. How drunk are you? How drunk I know are, what you're saying. Because you know like, what I'm talking about. Oh, look at him. Look at me. How drunk are you? Or like the memes that are like. Because I, 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 he was like 2005. That was 20 years ago. That was like three years ago. I'm like, no. Or like some, there was some meme, like, you know, the song 1984 by Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. And it came out in what, like 2000? It's 1989, wasn't it? Whatever it is. It would have been the mid-90s, late-90s. I mean, the song was nice. And someone was like, that would be the equivalent of someone today writing a song called, like, 2005 or something. I don't know the exact years, but it's the same kind of... You've seen all those memes. You guys know what I'm talking about. The The point of the memes is to say that time (laughs) has gone by quicker than you realize and that what you think was only a few years ago was actually a long time ago. The point of the memes is we're getting old as fuck. I'm just saying, like, you said 2005 was three years ago. I was just like, slow down over there, Doc Brown. No, that was my point. The meme would have you think it was oh three years ago. Or the meme. So so here, I'm done. Here's a way to, here's, I'm done. Here's a way Take to over. Look, here's a way to look at this whole shit weird. My birth was closer to World War II than I am currently to my birth. That's the same kind of thing. Yeah, I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. For sure. I'm not communicating yeah. it very well, but. Someone's well, picking up on it. Yeah, because 40. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. The 40s to the 70s. I was, I was like, I was waiting for you to say the exact date. I knew it was the 40s. I want to say like, what, 44? It ended 40, in like 40, 45 or 5. Yeah. yeah. So if we're talking so about that was 30 end. years. December 7th, 1940. I'm yeah. sorry. This got 40, off the rails 45, quick. We're, we're taking a weird, like, nostalgic trip. It's all good. You were time. trying to make a point. We I understand. I understand the point. At the beginning of the episode, wait to the middle. It's uh, all getting cut out. We're fine, people. <laughs> so, like we said, the police, they were. We haven't even gotten to the crime yet. Like we said, the police were they were overlooking a bunch of red flags. And since they decided not to take things seriously at first, they allowed the restaurant to open the next day. Wow. Now, the day shift crew now, comes in. Go ahead. That reminds me of that. Same thing with the West Memphis Three, right? Oh, you could wipe everything down. Let's open mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah. Also involved a burger shop. Yeah, was that a burger chef or chicken? It's a chicken place. Chicken place. Yeah. My what was no, it? Was it was like a was it Bojangles. Fast, fast Bojangles. Food. Yeah. Bojangles. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Shoney's. I think I made the same joke. <laughs> Shoney's. <laughs> it was a Shoney's. So yeah, they uh, come to their conclusions and they decide we're just gonna go with that. It sounds good to me. They let the day shift crew come in. Uh, they open for business as usual. They clean the restaurant. And in doing so, they erased any trace of evidence that could have been incriminating. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the cops at the time, they didn't realize they had a murder on their hands. Uh, they were content with believing that the employees had run off with the cash to party. Until Jane Freed's car was located on a cold morning 
November 18th. The car was found unlocked and abandoned in the middle of town. So now it was clear that everyone, uh, it was clear to everyone just how serious the situation actually was. All signs were now pointing to the abduction, the abduction and was officially ruled as a missing person case. Police finally decided to launch a search. Family and friends waited in fear and panic for results, and it didn't take long to get those results. On Sunday, November 19th, Ian's birthday. Oh, shit, that is my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most dramatic point I've ever done. Oh, in my shit. Life. Oh, snap, that's yeah. my birthday. Uh, on November 19th, police... Damn right. <laughs> police received a call from a rural area in, Je- in uh, Johnson County. I almost said Jefferson County. That's where we're at. About 20 miles south of Speedway, two people walking around their property discovered two dead bodies lying face down in the leaves. When investigators arrived, the worst fears were confirmed. Ruth Shelton and Daniel Davis, they were side by side, shot execution style, and that was evident by the 38 caliber gunshot wounds to their heads. A few yards away, the body of Jane Freet lay, uh, was found with a broken blade from a five-inch hunting knife, and the blade was sticking out of her sternum still. Down just a little ways from her was Mark Flemings, and he lay dead from a severe beating. He was laying on his back with his legs tucked under him. It looked like he was pulled violently from behind and then beaten. He died choking on his own blood. It is believed that he would have, that if he would have been laying face down or possibly on his side, that he might have even survived. So he choked on his own blood. Yeah, after being beaten to death. So we're talking three victims in the same place at the same time at this point, right? Okay. So let's recap. First of all, I'd like to know what was so goddamn funny over there, Trent. I wasn't laughing. You laughed. I didn't laugh. You were looking at your phone laughing. You looked at your phone and you you laughed. Full disclosure, I was fact-checking myself. I was way off on that Smashing Pumpkins song. It's called 1979. I said that. Okay. Well, it's one of my favorite smells. That's what I heard songs. you say that. Yeah, I thought you said 89. What time like, did it come it out? No, 1989 was a what year? different band. 1996. Yeah. Good call. I don't Mid-90s. know where I got my year. That's one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkins songs. Which, by the way, they're they're going to be at concert in Cincinnati soon. Really? Yeah. I'll Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah, we ought to go. Would you go to that? Hmm. I only know the one song. You only know 1979. You didn't even know that song. You called it no, 1979. No, they they covered uh, like a Fleetwood Mac song that I thought 19, was kind of weird. 1980. I don't really know any songs by them, and I would still good. Just maybe that's I just what I was go thinking. Of. Probably I said that. Bowling, bowling for soup. Or bowling for soup. Or, well, technically, the Bowling for Soup version is a cover. Madonna, that's our 71 Madonna, that originally Madonna. did it. Here I am spelling out See, useless fucking music. Novels. And I interrupted a very somber part of the story. Now I feel bad. You should. You brought it up. You brought attention to it. Let's, let's Ian just hit the wall. Let's bring it, it bring it around again. Yeah. The two the two people they found first, one had a knife stuck in them. Uh, the broken two off. they found first were shot execution style. Okay. The third and one they were laying had a Yeah, the uh, third one. Their sternum. And, and it, it was, was the manager. Five-inch blade broken. Yeah, and it was sticking out of her chest. And then Mark Flemings... Uh, which is the African American gentleman? Yeah, they say he got it the worst, so they think oh, that it might have been why? racially. Well, I think um, we know why. Motivated as far as he's 70s. concerned. Yeah. Stop saying. And at the because time, because he got it the worst, or because that. he was the only guy. Well, because he got it the worst, and uh, I, I just said that. So and well, there's another guy, it. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is it because, is it because he was because, a guy? You know what I think? There were two guys, weren't there? There were two yeah. guys. 
Yeah. Oh, there was a white guy, wasn't mm -hmm. there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this guy looks like he ran. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like he was full violently behind as he was trying to escape. But so I maybe that was it. Just saying that it wasn't because he. Excuse me. How do they know it was racially motivated? Just because it was no, worse. No, I, I, I think that was just Wells saying that. I don't, I don't think no. he was saying it was a fact. Uh, the documentary I watched, they actually said that they felt that it was possibly correction. Wells thinks that it was racially motivated <laughs> by the documentary. Correction. No, what well, I was what's, saying. What's their facts? To back that up, just the beating was worse. What I'm, I'm trying to tell you all <laughs> is that it was never actually proven. That's just like theories around town that it was possibly racially motivated. Like people around that town of Speedway felt like he got it the worst because he was black. Can you can you just be patient with us? I can I can sense the sass in your voice. Can you just understand <laughs> that we've been drinking? I'm trying to. <laughs> I'll apologize yeah. ahead of time. I'm just I'm just what I'm, I'm asking to tell the question, you drunk motherfucker. You guys are assuming that everybody like knew this for sure that it was racially motivated. You and I'm said telling it was you, in the documentary. So I thought you meant like it was a fact in the documentary. Yeah, but that so was sorry. just like people saying that they feel that's why he got okay. it worse than just everybody the else. Because beating looked worse. Yeah. Uh, for the record, where can I find this documentary? It's on Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. Yeah. Which is part of. I feel like HBO I've watched Max it. And that's why I knew about it because I've heard a podcast and Maybe. I've seen a documentary. It's rather new though. Like I'm pretty sure it came out this year. So I, like I said, people were just uh, saying that because it seemed like he got it the worst because he was like slowly beaten to death and everybody yeah. else was killed relatively quick. I mean, that's pretty gruesome getting beat to death and then Bond Scott style choking on your own blood. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> he had to take it to the Bond Scott. I mean, that's what he did, right? Yeah. And then was I think it's tragic blood? that like. It was his own vomit. Yeah. I think it's tragic that the coroner was like, if he was laying on his side or on like face down. He might have even survived as we yeah. so Or not. I mean, if he would have survived, what would be left of him? He probably would have yeah. brain injuries and everything else. Yeah. And having to live with the... Well, I'm sure he would have had some survivors. So, so right now we're saying probably men. Yeah, probably. Because it's violent, involves knives and mm -hmm. knives. Knives nine times out of ten are used with men yep. using them. Women use guns more. And it's a beating. So it's probably, unless it's a fucking feral-ass woman, right. it's probably a guy. <laughs> and uh, despite the mistakes that the police had made early on, when it came time to actually launch the investigation, they were not lacking any kind of manpower. The Indiana State Police, the Marion County Sheriff's Department, the Indianapolis police and even the FBI all showed up to assist Speedway police. Unfortunately, the crime scene was extremely compromised and the first 48 hours had come and gone. A long time ago. But you all know about the 48 hour theory, right? Well, that's like the most crucial time to... Yeah. Is that a clock? Ding. That's the first that? 48. Oh. <laughs> so that was like a leech sucking hours. on it. It does a little count countdown yeah. at the end of the episode yeah. and then it rewinds. The first 48 hours in any investigation are always the most crucial. With little to go on, police assumed the murders had resulted from a robbery gone wrong. More conclusions. Mark Flemings hadn't actually been scheduled to work the Friday night closing shift. He was covering for another employee. Police wondered if maybe Flemings had recognized the robbers, and as a result, the perpetrators killed all of them to eliminate any witnesses. The victims were all still wearing their brown and orange Burger Chef uniforms. 
A couple of them even still had cash in their pockets, and personal effects like jewelry and watches were still on them. So, even though robbery was the motive that the police wanted to reach for because of all the valuables and shit left behind, it was just not like really a legitimate conclusion for anybody to justify. Investigators had no evidence at this point and no leads. But on Saturday, November 18th, a 16-year-old male called Speedway Police and told them that he had seen two men lurking around the Burger Chef restaurant just before closing time the night before. According to the boy, the men, who were both white and in their 30s... Why'd you put so much emphasis on the word white? white? They were white. (laughs) And in their 30s... Can I get You're a coffee? You're in your 30s. Can I get a coffee? Black. Can't you see we are talking? White. white. <laughs> no, you can't. White. <laughs> I am white in my 30s. God, that sounds sad when you say it out loud. Yeah. So this boy gave the best description he could, and uh, sketches were made, and the police desperately appealed to public for any tips and information related to the case. They followed any lead they would get, even if it was something ridiculous, just because they had nothing else to go on. Burger Chef even put up a $25,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest. But unfortunately, nobody came forward with any reliable tips. They did, however, receive some information that led police to think drugs might have been involved. The drug theory was further corroborated when... uh, A few years later, the police scored their most promising suspect yet. November 1984, exactly six years after the Burger Chef murders, Speedway investigators received a call from Pendleton Correctional Facility. I've been there. I wasn't an inmate there. I visited (laughs) there when I worked for. (laughs) I visited there when I worked for the Department of Corrections. Donald Wayne Forrester, a 34-year-old sex offender, beginning a 95-year sentence for rape had some information and it wasn't just a tip Forrester wanted to confess <laughs> wow <Jesus> come on y'all <laughs> well, you just you said it it wasn't just a tip for rape yeah. just for a rape. Not and it wasn't rape. just a, just he a tip he was not playing just the tip people <laughs> that's why he got 95 years mm-hmm. the timing of that sentence man <laughs> just off uh. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. It's so fucked thinking up. About it like it. We're not... <laughs> Anyways, he wanted to confess to the Burger Chef murders. You said the Burger McChef murders? I was going to say the Burger murders. <laughs> the McChef murders. Uh, so police went in to talk with Forrester. And, uh, they went in with a healthy dose of skepticism. Forrester was about to be transferred to the Indiana State Prison in Michigan City. I've also been there. That, Excuse me? Yeah. What did you say you've been there? Yeah, I visited it. Oh. That, God. out of all the prisons that I visited in Indiana while working for the DOC, Michigan City is, like, the most legit place to where you, like, walk in that prison and you actually feel like it's what you see in the movies and shit. I hear uh, like the worst Detroit of the worst. Yeah, just, like, tears and tears of, like, the worst criminals, like, yelling shit at you as you're walking through. And huh. Is it dirty? I feel like it'd be dirty. It Feels dirty. The employees have to walk around wearing stab vests. Dang. Uh, I was going through my tour up there, and one of the guards even told me, he was like, oh, yeah, he's like, a couple months ago, we had a guy, he got, uh, one of our officers got stabbed in here, and 
Yeah, he's been in the hospital in intensive care for a while. He's like, well, you know what? The governor came by and shook his hand. And I was oh, like, oh, well, God. that makes everything better. Thank man? God. Was he wearing a stab vest that day? Yeah. Thing is, that only protects your front. <laughs> was he And they know the that because the they're back. not idiots. Should be like, why do you let them have sharp objects? Yeah. <laughs> you confiscate them at all? <laughs> hey, you should take that man's knife. Why? I have my stab vest. Yeah. It doesn't help you at all. I don't want to stab you in the neck. As long as he stabs me in the front and he doesn't figure out the side or the back. Oh, fuck. He figured it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I don't understand yeah, that. So, some stab don't vests know. don't really do anything but make you. Feel better. Hey, am I right though? Is it just the front that doesn't protect your sides or back? Right. Where was he stabbed at? Did they say that probably the side sides or back? back. Yeah, I'd say but probably yeah. in the side. When you see Shanks in the movies, it's always in the side or back. So, so let me ask you another question that doesn't have anything to do with the story, but everything to do with your knowledge of working in a prison. Okay. So when you say stabbed and you say like it's like real life, like the movies, and you say something about being shanked. Is a shank made like that in prison? Like Shanks are made all kinds of different ones. Like they are in the movies? Yeah. That's a real thing? Holy mm-hmm. fucking shit. Yeah, they'll Train pretty much... everywhere in your stab vest and I'm They'll pretty much make boy. it out of whatever they can get their hands on. They can melt down styrofoam cups and make shanks out of that. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll make shanks out of toothbrushes. They'll like... That I can see. They'll get lighters. They'll melt down toothbrushes and like, like put a razor in that toothbrush. Where do they get the heat? Uh, Are they allowed to have lighters? People can smuggle shit in in their pocket purse, which is the <laughs> asshole. Trent, you have a pocket lot of stuff purse. you keep in your pocket yeah. purse, right? If it were me, I think I'd like file down a toenail. Just like... Yeah. Keep that in your asshole. Just remember, guys, if you ever go to prison and you smoke tobacco, that probably came in in somebody's butthole. You're smoking butthole tobacco. Maybe it adds to the flavor. Probably uh, does, I'm sure. Wells, if I was in prison, that would be the last thing I would be worrying about. <laughs> you don't know until you get there. It's a luxury in prison, man. Oh my gosh, she's gonna have her all wanting to kill me and rape me. Boy, this, this, this cigarette tastes like ass. This butt tobacco, tobacco just, and toilet paper tastes funny. Will be your currency. as long as your dick doesn't taste like ass. That's all I know. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, Forrester was facing a 95 year sentence for rape and. Um, Said he had some information, which he wound up wanting to confess to the Burger Chef murders. Uh, police, he was trying to, he was getting ready to get transferred to Michigan State Prison, or Indiana State Prison in Michigan City, uh, which as a sex offender would have been very bad for him being there. It's like I said, it's the worst of the worst. I had a guy come up to his like door and like was in the window throwing gang signs at me, and I don't know why. You just looked like he was down. Maybe because I was the only black guy in the group. <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say huh. back to? I was just kind of looking at him like, "Did you do the blood thing?" Like, nope. I was like staring at him. I was also trying to pretend like I didn't see him <laughs> while staring at him. And then you were like, "Hey, you got any cigarettes?" Well, <laughs> I, I would like look at him and like out of the corner of my yeah, eye and like, Asterix. "Yeah." I tried to did avoid you, like did making you, direct eye contact with him. You butt clench, crawled away. <laughs> oh, the, the, the cheeks were tight. While making eye contact. <laughs> Detectives assumed Forrester wanted to parlay some bogus information about the Burger Chef case into a possible prison transfer to keep him out of Michigan City. They were right. That's exactly what he wanted. So, after they realized this, they realized Forrester was unreliable, and the case went cold after that. 
Forrester died of cancer in prison in 2006, and whatever else he knew about the case died with him. Police still get tips today about the Burger Chef murders. But the case remains unsolved. So, we think it's this Forrester guy? Or he wants you to think that? No, I think Forrester was just trying to play his card, uh, because at that point he had nothing to lose. Well, that's sad. I mean, I hate when we have these unsolved ones. So, they did a model of the two suspects that the 16-year-old witness saw, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Did the, has that ever matched anybody over the years or even resembled anybody? Not that I found. Like, they, they had a couple suspects in there, and I do believe they even made a couple of arrests, but they couldn't make anything stick. And the Forrester guy was already in prison when they talked to him, and he just wanted to make the confession, so to speak. But really, he was just trying to stop his transfer to Michigan City. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more like little details in this case. There's like theories and stuff out there that I recommend people like check out for yourselves and watch that documentary. It's on Discovery Plus. It's called, it's called The Murders at the Burger Joint. Murders at the Burgers. And there was also a guy in a bar in Greenwood that was drunk and said something about he did it to other patrons. And they investigated, investigated that guy. But they, yeah, I do remember reading something was, about him, That too. wasn't credible, mm-hmm. apparently. But they investigated that guy for a little while. Yeah. He supposedly was bragging about it all over town and stuff, mm-hmm. just south of Indy. I feel like that's always common when there's an unsolved murder. Why would somebody do People that, always though? just, like, talk shit or, like, say, yeah, it was me. Like, I don't know. Just Yeah, it's weird, confessions. isn't it? That there's people that always want to, like, take credit for murders they didn't actually do. I don't know why that is, but... But in Forrester's case, it made kind of sense, though, because he was trying to avoid going to Indiana State Prison. Which is only uh, the only prison in Indiana that has death row right now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So... And last I knew, they were the only prison that was holding a woman at a male facility for death row. Oh. So, one thing I would... Let's talk about the actual murders themselves, how okay. brutal they were. If those people kidnapped those people, they probably, I feel like they either was catching them in a mid robbery and wasn't expecting. Cause that like something that you didn't say that I just looked up or maybe you did say, and I just didn't hear you. The, uh, uh, African-American boy was working for somebody else that night. He wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, I did say that. Okay. Yeah. So you're right though. If he was working for somebody else and they didn't know he was there, maybe those people were coming in expecting less resistance. Cause that kid was kind of bigger and lankier. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when they took them and kidnapped them and took them out in the woods and he resisted and took off running, it had to have been more than one person yeah. to not only kill them, but to chase him down and beat him to death. So it was two or more people, right? You're saying because there were four of them, there's no way they could have got them all at the no same way. time. There's no way. And, and there that was, was no evidence of being tied up or anything like that. No, there was no evidence of them being bound. There were theories from so-called witnesses who said that they were bound. But as a matter of fact, it was Forrester, actually. Uh, in one of the stories he told the cops, he said that he saw one of the guys bounding them with wires, but there was never any evidence that anybody was ever bound by a wire. Yeah. yeah. You would, yeah, there would definitely be some wounds on somebody if they were bound with wire. Yeah. So here's what Not I'm thinking. Not that I've ever bound on anybody Let's with Let's play wire. detective. 
because we can't be any worse. Right. right? Exactly. So they, they bound in at the end of the shift to rob these people. Yeah. The second theory would, was drug related, right? A drug deal. Yeah. Which of those four people were involved in a drug deal? Did it Because they're all kind of all American type kids, right? So if it was a drug somebody deal, said that uh, either somebody saw the drug deal behind the Burger Chef. I think his name was maybe Robert Free, Jane's brother. Somebody said that he was heavily involved in drugs, and they think that maybe like Jane might have been okay, involved. Okay, because I was like wondering proxy. how the drug kind of connection was there. Yeah. Okay. That like makes he apparently sense. ran with some people who were well known to gotcha. be involved in the shit. That makes more sense then. Yeah. Because I was thinking if it's a drug thing, it had to have been maybe they saw like somebody's taking out the nightly trash, saw something go down, and those mm-hmm. people. I, I feel like when I heard this story though, there was something about a train track behind the store not too long, too far away. I'm not sure. About you remember that hearing one. about that? I don't. I heard the train kept a rolling all night all long. Night long. So. Sorry. Sorry. I, I I'm probably with Trent on this one. I think it was a botched robbery. And they think didn't about it. Late at night, there's kids working. It'd be an easy place to probably hit up yeah. if you were And they probably didn't think that that guy was going to be there because right. he wasn't supposed to be there. And then they thought, you know, somebody recognized them. Maybe, yeah. maybe they were local. That was the theory too. On like one of the theories on the robbery that because Flemings was there, they weren't expecting him to be there, and maybe he recognized one of them. From around town, and so if it, yeah, if like, you, now if we got locals, then we got to take you. And they took them, and they probably told them they weren't going to hurt them, and then they get them out there, and they decide to kill them. Yeah, killed the first two, and that actually makes a lot of sense because they killed the first two execution stuff. Yeah, fuck. And then it seems like the other with two guns. took off running. They got Jane with the knife, but the knife broke when he stabbed her. So then they just beat Flynn. Well, that could last. suggest a struggle, as if she was he yeah. stabbed her maybe while she was still yeah. maybe because she was her. farther away, right? Mm-hmm. And then the last one, they yeah, they pulled him back. He was on his knees backwards, and they was beating him while he was like laying there. Yeah. The way they described probably him, two or three, two or three of them at least beating on him, where he would have yeah. got away from him. The way they described Flynn's like he was pulled back, his legs were folded underneath them, and his foot were like his feet were like twisted. So, yeah, it was pretty bad. Twisted as in, you're saying, like, dislocated? Mm-hmm. Fuck. It's almost like he was doing the limbo backwards. So if he was running, <laughs> someone could have grabbed him from behind and pulled him back, and his... Yeah. Yeah, I could... And then something... something just start hitting him, willing on him. Something led them to believe that once they pulled him back, like, somebody was sitting on top of him while they were beating him, and his legs were, like, underneath him folded. Hmm. That's yeah. Awful. And those killers are still out there. Yeah, nobody nobody who knows any of these kids believe that they were involved with any drugs. So that's just a theory at best. What do you believe? A lot of family said no way. I think with these small towns, especially that are sub... Again, we don't know how small of a town it was, but it's a suburb of a city. I mean, you could get any sort of passerby, go through there, just random people that just rob you, and then they're off on the interstate, and they're gone. You know what I mean? Like jumping on the train that Means was talking about. Could have jumped on a train if there was a train track. So, like, that's what makes it sad. Is like, there's literally no way of catching these people, especially back then before technology. And, and right before all this happened, this town was like saw like a sudden spike in like crimes, like violent. After crimes. that, like right before these murders. Oh, right before. There was a woman who was shot in her garage randomly, oh. scared to death out of people. 
And then there was like a series of bombings that went down. How bombings? Yeah. How Dang. relevant is this to the story, like uh, time frame wise? Uh, as far as I know, they're not related, other than the fact that it just happened like around the same spike in crime. Within like burger months show? or a week? Do you know? I'm not sure. I think it's pretty close though. Gotcha. But we're not, we we're not thinking days though. Uh, honestly, not sure. Gotcha. Was this Burger Chef or Speedway close to like an interstate, like right off the interstate? So apparently the Burger Chef store is still there. It's empty. It was it became another really? store. Really? Is this an abandoned store? Like an abandoned mm. store now. No shit. Really? I know they uh, sold the uh, Hardee's and then a bunch of them got turned into Hardee's and then some of them, I think, just went under after their agreements ran out. Well, it sucks that that uh, it sucks that that was a that is an unsolved murder. Definitely don't like those. But it's never going to be solved. No, you don't think so. No, they like let the crew destroy all the evidence that they would have. You're not going to bow to solve this crime like you usually do on most crimes on this show <laughs> that are unsolved. <sighs> I wish I could. I just don't know how you could. The evidence was destroyed, you said. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, like... If there was evidence, though. How I mean, good think about it. What evidence could they have had? There was no blood. There would have been no semen. Uh, yeah. Like, they might have had some hair or fibers, yeah. but they didn't tie them maybe up. Hair, maybe some fingerprints you on the safe from people like who didn't work semen there. everywhere you guys go? Come on, let's be honest. There's nothing in the car, either? No, they didn't find anything in the car. That's That's a wild story. Somebody had to drive the car there, though, mm-hmm. and abandon it. That's why we're thinking. And lock it. That, that's why we're thinking more than one person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more than one, one person would increase one, your chances of it. But like what if it was? Or, what if it was her brother that drove her car? Though, like, it wouldn't be weird for his like hair or anything to be in one her car. One person wrangling four people like that. I don't think four it would people be that never hung out together. There had to be multiple people involved, unless it was just one guy with a no. It wasn't a really big gun. It was thirty-eight. They know that. Well, who knows? They're kids. And all it's going to take is one gun being pointed at somebody, and you're going to do whatever he says. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I was going to say that, and if there's multiple people and multiple guns, just because you don't have evidence of multiple guns doesn't mean they weren't there. You know what I mean? Somebody pointing something at you while another person is standing in front of you, then that person shoots you, the other person never fires around. It doesn't say that there weren't multiple people at this crime scene either way man that's uh that i i hate the story in general but i also hate that it's one of those unsolved things yeah it sucks is this un- any like unsolved mysteries or is it just the, its own documentary yeah i don't know about unsolved mysteries or anything but all i know about is that one documentary gotcha. a couple of podcasts i know have done it mm-hmm. i've done it one and now another one crime junkie yeah it's been covered in multiple sources of media now the horror you know takes a crack at Damn it. Right. I'm just thinking, in my mind, it's either got to be a robbery, but why would you rob a little burger chef in Speedway, Indiana? But two, I think if it wasn't a robbery, it would have to be somebody saw something in the parking lot they shouldn't have saw. And then if it was a robbery, why would they leave like their jewelry and cash in their pockets? That's what I'm saying. Like, It's not adding up, is it? They couldn't... There was nothing in the story that you told or that I've heard that shows that anybody besides the one girl had somebody connected to anything that could be dangerous, right? There was no former boyfriend of any of them or girlfriend. 
no murderous intent from anybody yeah. that's a relative. So two of them were well known to be very good kids, like good in school, and yeah. just did all kinds of extracurricular activities. And then Flemings, his family was a whole Jehovah's Witness, and his parents were strict, and he pretty much just went to school and home other than work once he got the job. So yeah, Jane's the only connection to anybody with any kind of drug activity. But she was, like, doing good, too, and she was, like, studying, like I said, so she doesn't really seem like type of person. But the drug activity was. wasn't, like, hard drugs, though. It was, like, marijuana or what? Uh, it was cocaine, I do believe. Oh. Yeah. In the documentary, somebody said something about they thought maybe $15,000 worth of cocaine might have been involved. But it was never there. Nobody was ever able to prove anything about it, so... Nobody so, knows if it's actually true or not. So if there's $15,000, they would have had to know a suspect, right? Like a drug hmm. kind of dealer in the area? Did they yeah, have a they, they heard that from somebody that was in prison already. Okay. I don't know. That uh, Forrester guy got in a fight with somebody else in jail and... That guy said something about, oh, yeah, there was $15,000 worth of drug money involved is why it happened. And Just snitches aren't to be trusted right. at all. Well, so that was a good story, man. Thank you. Burger Chef. <laughs> yep, the Burger Chef murders. I swear, man, we need like Town some. Town of Speedway, Indianapolis, Indiana. We need, to, we need to find a Burger Chef oh, recipe and make some burgers. I'm just kidding. I'm not doing it. We could make a burger for you. I've got a good burger maker. I've got a Bob's Burgers cookbook. We can make some burgers out of that. Yeah, I have a Snoop Dogg cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's no burgers in there. You don't know that if you even look through it. Uh, It's just page one, pot brownies. The burgers in page two, burritos with pot brownies. The burgers in there are spiced. I spent a lot of time on that gift. At least 10 minutes. (laughs) At least. At least. Bare minimum. And you haven't even made one thing out of it. I thought you loved it. I thought well, you when we have it. our annual Horino cookout, we'll uh, we'll bust out the That's old right. cookbook. And yeah. So, you guys have anything else about Burger Chef? About Burger Chef? No. I want to try it. Well, okay. I haven't asked you that yet. Were the burgers any good? I thought they were good. What would you I compare bur- it to if you had to compare it to a fast food chain? Currently, it would be like McDonald's. No, their burgers did not taste like McDonald's burgers. Um, they look juicier. I know they I used mean, a frame, uh, flame, frame. I was, was going to say it's, it's, it's well, kind of like a mixture like, between Hardee's and Burger King's burgers. I was going to say, if there's anything like Hardee's is they were now, thicker. Burger King would definitely be the so it's a thick burger, thicker burger, a little bit thicker, thicker burger, but they're flame broiled, dry burgers. Yeah, yeah. Burger King broil, flame broils theirs too. Yeah. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. I was helping you out. <laughs> Burger, Burger King has thin saying. burgers, though. I knew Hardee's has there. thicker burgers, so it's kind of like Hardee's thickness Okay. flame-broiled Burger King. Yeah, Bur- uh, fun Burger fact, King. Burger Chef actually got their first grill from the same people who made Burger King's grills. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest with you. No, I do remember the fun, the fun pack, whatever it was. Yeah, the fun meal. Yeah. Happy meal? And I remember, like... It always came with this like little plastic hand, and you could put your pinky in one side and your thumb in the other. What? And you could like a puppet. It was like a puppet. It was, it was a plastic. Like, it was like the every single mitt. one of them. Yeah, 
Every single one of them, you put the head part and the body part on these three fingers. That's terrible. Pinky would be a, a hand, and the thumb would be the other hand, and you'd sit there and do, do that with it. I don't it. like that at all. Wow. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. I don't know what kind of toys they had, but I remember the suckers, and I remember the Hey, speaking the hand of puppet. shoving your hand up in something, uh, puppets, they're going to be, ignore that, they're going to be at the Horror at the Ohio Festival this year, aren't they? Making their True. second Look at that appearance. segue. You like that? <laughs> Let's start promoting it now. The Hato Festival. Right now. So we, we would we pretty are. much have to. So tell us a little bit. This is our second annual hours. Not hours, but we, as a podcast, hours. hosted last yeah, year. Sure, hours. Um, you guys want to go ahead and plug that for us? Go ahead, Trent. It's the second annual Horror of the Ohio Film Festival. Uh, the return <laughs> And this is at the, the state of Ohio? Of Ohio or this no, is at no. The... No, no. Not to be confused. Right. It's at the Ohio Theater, ah. which is located here in our very own Madison, Indiana. Downtown Madison, Indiana. And we're going to have a film festival again. We're doing a horror prom this year, which is going to be what it sounds like. It's a prom. It's a dance. DJ. You come dressed up in costume. Uh, there'll be DJ. There'll be bar and drinks and stuff. So that'll be a, a lot time. of mingling, a lot no. of dancing. Will there be will punch? There be That's drinking. the question. I was, yeah, I was gonna say, will there be? Food yeah, there'll be. There'll be. Punch. We have well, food, be trucks food trucks outside. Will be available. There will be food trucks outside. Yep. Uh, there will be decorations. Decorations. Courtesy of us again this year. Um, let me ask you this though: tickets on sale now. Where can they go? Do they go to the Ohio website? Can they go to the horror you know uh, page and and look and click a link there? Quickest way without me rattling off a long link would be just to look on our Facebook page because it's like the very it's pinned at the top. Which is the horror you know podcast? Uh, horror at the Ohio on Facebook. Oh, you I'll pin it. Hours I'll put it, it on, on our podcast page. I'll put too. it on our yeah. I'll put it on there too. But um, but the event it's is also connected. on Eventbrite.com. You could search for it on there and get tickets. So. For those of you that don't know, we're all going to be pretty much plugging this. Darren Means has uh, already Get ready for the to, next uh, three months. We're yeah, gonna he's already about. started to post some shit. I saw that. Trent Persinger, Ian Wells, Ian Torrance, we're all going to be posting that shit on our Facebook. October so. 20th and 21st. You will probably hear a lovely advertisement at the beginning of this. I heard a lovely advertisement at the beginning. Right, yeah, and I'll tell you right now, if you're a fan of this show, this is something you absolutely need to support every single year so it grows and come down and watch movies with us there's going to be like a little thing that where you go around you get like a little passport and you get to go around to different businesses and you know you could buy merch or beer or whatever at those different businesses and it's kind of like a zombie passport where you get your ticket punched and if you get them all punched you go into a raffle to where you're going to win some prizes so it's yeah, kind of cool that way. Yeah, that does sound cool. awesome. Also, if you're a fan of this podcast, you haven't actually met the four of us in person. You get to come meet us in person. Oh, shit, yeah. And we want them to come. Mm-hmm. We don't want to turn them so off. So you actually get to come meet other people that aren't us in person. Um, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you right now. If you show up and you ask one of us to dance with you, we'll dance with you. I'm talking about the ends. Uh, <laughs> it's like a dollar dance at weddings. You have to pay a dollar. The ends uh, will dance with yeah. you. Make sure you ask Twinkle Toes, uh, Twinkle Toes Torrance over here first because, you know, he's light on his feet. Twinkle oh. Toes Torrance. Oh, my God. So anyway, keep that on your radar. We'll be talking about it a lot. And also, we're showing a live, not, not just our film festival, and yeah. costume contest. I want cosplayers to come out. Show us your new costume. You could win some money. We're going to have... Quite a few, three or four, we don't know yet, judges judging different categories for different prizes. So uh 
there will be that. There will be uh, uh, the food trucks. There will be snacks like popcorn, drinks, candy. And there is a yep. bar as well, correct? Yep. There's Typically. a ca- cash bar. Cash bar. There's going to be a cash bar. Um, there's also, we're doing a family event this year, which if you want to bring your kids during the day on Saturday that weekend, we're going to have a family movie, Adam's Family, actually. Nice. <laughs> Adam's Family movie, and then candy for the kids, face painting, stuff like that. Candyman for the kids. Candyman for the kids. You, you might get hooked on that. And you should do a Candyman character. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Well, you're going to have to be Candyman, obviously. <laughs> Where are we the know black people honey than just you and bees. Yeah. We'll just have him. Sorry? So we know more black people than just Wells. Yeah, don't, name oh, two. Yeah, you got some name two that are going to show up. Uh, I was supposed to be the token black. That are going to show up. Vernon Wells and... <laughs> You stay away. To On a serious note, Deshaun, you stay away saying, too. Oh, Deshaun will be there for ten minutes. I forgot the other movie too. I'm just kidding. Army Deshaun of Darkness is going to be showing. Yeah, the oh, original yeah. cool Bruce. That's a lot of stuff. We're wanting you to come out and and help us support this awesome cause. Get the word out. All right, that's all we got. Well, people. This has been real and it's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. It's been pretty fun though. We had good shots, we had good food, good story. And we had good, good times, story. yeah, and a good story. Good, good bad plugging story. and good laughs. But uh, if nobody else has anything, <laughs> I that had a, is, I had a good plugging. <laughs> you did, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why Trent bent over like that. <laughs> anyway. That is all I have. And for the Horror You Know podcast, I am Ian. I'm also um, He's Ian. the other half of the Ians. <laughs> I'm Darren. And I'm Trent. In the dead of night. Yeah, I don't know. We all linked up like we were all going to say something. The shadow stays. Hey, spooky, stay hungry and go get a bird. Go get a Between the living and the dead is there.